Welcome in. This is 300 yards to unknown. I'm Rick Game, and that right there, Eric Patterson at EPAT Golf. EPAT, it is time. Farmers Week. I love it. I think you love it. I'm pretty sure you love it, right? I'm got, I've got my uh, Tory Pine Q-Zip on that I, I scooped up last year. Uh, yeah, no, this is a fun tournament. Kind of like the, really like the season kickoff, if you will. Those Hawaii events are, they're, they're fun. They're, they're light. They're light. But now you get a, a little bit of a stronger feel, a little more atmosphere, even though there's no fans. But yeah, it just kind of feels like the PGA Tour starting now. Golf before is the only- we get going here, I just want to, I want to credit that setup. I mean, I haven't had a chance to, <laughs> Congrat! Like you look like uh, I don't know, like a Twitch streamer almost. Bryson might be able to pick up a few points from you. Thank you. Yes, this is. Uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't know how the green light was going to go over. That's still very much in like the testing phase. Later but phase, yeah, yeah. Um, th- this is my wife's doing, right? I mean, I mean, I, we obviously, you know, I create a lot of content for a living. So like having a good setup and and being uh, appealing to potential like st- you know network shows or whatever, trying to get more of a studio quality was on the top of our list, and she just ran with it. So it looks she- like. Uh- are those, are, you know, those Zach Galifianakis show between two ferns? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you kind of got this that like vibe going. On between it. two palms. Is okay, palms. Between two palms. No, it's nice. It makes yeah. my little uh, corner of my bedroom setup look like shit, but uh, is what it is. Well, luckily, I've got a dedicated room to this, so I can get a little more, uh, a little more. Yes, we we kind of have this angle now where it's kind of an awkward. Like, if you were to sit in this room, you'd be like, wow, that's a really weird place for a desk to be. But it's good for like the depth and all of that stuff. And then she, I think the, uh, figured it all. Is that a signed Sungjae shoe? Yes. That needs Uh, to, that needs to go like right on your shoulder. We need that like as close as possible. Yeah. I need to, need to get that up, up close and personal. There is actually, uh, so one of them is a Sungjae shoe and one of them is a Benny on shoe. I think that's Sungjae. And I think Just this one over here is Korean duo. Those, those are nice, yeah. nice and those nice artwork. Yeah, you're looking. You've you've definitely upped your uh, pr- production game. Thank you. So yeah, so so those prints are, and I've got a couple of them. So it's like St. Andrews, Tory, uh, Augusta, Pebble, and then one that's not in frame is Sawgrass, and they're just like those minimalist. Like I I love those like golf. Yeah, I saw you. Uh, like saw you tweeting yeah. about them. They're nice. I love it. Um. I forget what else I was gonna say. Yeah, this is this is uh, this is where we're at now. So we're gonna try to you know continue to make improvements. That light is that light is very much in a in a beta phase. So we'll see. Does that light change colors by any chance? Yeah, it does. Oh man, you gotta <laughs> you gotta test out the different options and and it'll, your wardrobe or and it'll like pulse or it'll like go fast or it'll like you know change colors like go through oh, all eight good. colors as you go through. So there's there's just a hell of a lot going on over here. Um, but yeah, it's it's Farmers Week, my dude. We we were here. What it feels like a decade ago. We Does. were here last year. That feels yeah. Like this day, year. round one. That's when we uh, we crossed paths for the first time. I was I was nuts. We followed Tiger around. He hit a shot from like right in front of the ball, bound off the car path, landed, dribbled right in front of our feet. That was pretty lucky, yep. pretty cool. Um, haven't seen that since uh, two thousand. I hadn't seen Tiger, so uh, yeah, it brings back good memories, and obviously. That was the first event that like I actually got media credential. I don't really, I didn't really do a lot of media work. I was there uh, with TaylorMade, but it was more of a kind of behind the scenes, behind the behind the ropes access. So it was fun. Definitely, uh, definitely a special week. The uh, if you've never been to Tori, if you're planning on going, uh, the absolute best view on the entire property is where that tiger shot happened, Eric. So it's I always confuse this because they 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 used to flip the nines for tournaments. 
and then they just changed it uh, all, all together. So I'm pretty sure it's 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 after the par three on the north course on the back, which I think is 15, and the 16 fairway. If you go up 16 fairway and look back towards the tee box, best view on maybe any course anywhere because you see the coast, you can see like La Jolla Beach, you can see the uh, green of 15, and you're standing in 16 fairway. It's the best view. Yeah, that's no, that's where we were, right? I kind of get yeah. the north course a little lost. I didn't travel too much to the south, but that was, yeah, that's a good little pocket 17. And then, yeah, it is, it's, I'm excited to watch it on TV and just kind of rejog my memory about those holes. But, um, every, everywhere at Tory is, you kind of get caught looking out into the ocean and staring mm-hmm. around and you forget you're almost at a tournament sometimes. The, I don't think people realize like that's a huge plot of land, like the south and the Massive. north. Course, it's unbelievable. They're so spread out. I mean, you you could be on the north course and you're nowhere near. Uh, you you get your steps in if you go and, and watch those events. Which I actually think, you know, for for the PGA Tour, I I, I kind of hate it when they do the multiple course rotations because a lot of times it feels like, oh, they're like 15 minutes down the road at yeah. some other course and it's completely separate. This at least everything is is literally in the same spot. It's a huge plot of land and it takes a while to walk around, but it, it feels much more like one course but i know that it's not i was just thinking the driving range at tory is relatively <laughs> small it's the it's got to be they the worst a, driving range on they tour. have a net up in front of both sides so balls don't roll in front of like the so double-ended driving range right um when bryson gets there in june where is he going to hit balls he just there might maybe they'll just set up a little lot plot of land for him and he just bombs him into the ocean that's, that's the, the only, only place thing- that can contain it yeah, it, it is. That has got to be the worst driving range on tour. Cause I mean, it's literally a municipal course. I mean, I was there a couple of weeks ago and I mean, we were waiting for, for like stalls because there's like 20, there's like 25 stalls there. Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. And then they can go down to the other end. They let the they guys go to go the other to end, the but I mean, that's probably still three fifty. So if you got, I, I, yeah, there could be some serious issues uh, coming in, in June when Bryson starts just ripping them from the back of the driving range. Someone's going to yeah. get hit. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. That's going to be that's going to be a bit wild. Um we've had a couple of good moments over the years obviously. So so do you buy into like the whole don't take Tory seriously here in January cuz it's going to look a lot different in June for the US Open or that like there is some reconnaissance to be to be taking into the summer? I mean, the first the first massive difference that we've seen already is the PGA Tour is opting to go with preferred lies for days one and two. And, you know, the USGA would never do that. So even if it gets rain and some rain in uh, in June, we're not going to see those preferred lies. So there's one major difference. And I would assume like now in San Diego, in that area, it's it's definitely a little cooler, a, diff- a little wetter. So it's probably a bit softer. But come come May, June, mm-hmm. um, everything's probably will be a little firmer and faster so i would i would expect it to be a lot different um it's going to look relatively the same but the players will be able to tell you how how drastically different it is yeah they they certainly will and um you know (laughs) golf twitter always gets up in arms uh when they do this like proactive preferred lies thing right so they're expecting rain on friday or i guess heavy rain thursday into friday and because of that they are now playing lift clean in place on a beautiful 65 degree perfect day in southern california and uh let me tell you eric the people are not happy about it (laughs) just you get the best players in the world no one no one plays more preferred lies than the pga tour i don't do it with my buddies i like 
maybe if I have mud on my ball, I'll clean it up. But I'm not like tipping my lie to get like a perfect, uh, you know, get the get the exact right piece of grass that I wanted on. No one plays live clean and plays more than the PGA Tour, and they're the best players in the world. They should be able to deal with a mud ball or two. I just that's how I think, anyways. Like yeah, I actually think it also takes away think... from like the draw. If they have a bad luck draw, like you should have to deal with a little bit of extra wind, a little bit of worse weather. That's just the way golf has always been. I, yeah, I actually think like recreational golf, you should just be like, you should constantly be like picking it up and like putting it down in, in a one square foot range, right? Like speed it up, improve that, whatever it needs to help recreational golf. But you're right. Like it's kind of crazy because the difference between just a little, you know, a little small differences in some of these lies and right. We're kind of removing the luck factor a bit uh, is it, huge for these guys. They just, they love that. They can go out there and do anything they want with the ball. It's kind no of, one they can just pick up that ball, clean it off, dry it off. Like it just ideal, ideal for every, I mean, it increases the need to hit fairways, which the, and then also kind of changes the strategy maybe a little bit. Like you don't want to be playing from the rough at all. If you're playing lift clean in place, it just emphasizes the importance of hitting a fairway, which I don't know, kind of takes away from, uh, maybe my approach this week and try to pick guys who hit it long and, and maybe not are as accurate. So uh, it is what it is, but it just, it's frustrating to see the best guys in the world consistently kind of get uh, advantages that most people don't uh, really get. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit difficult to swallow your quick nine volume seven out this week, farmers insurance open week. Uh, and the big thing that I think you and I need to discuss is number three on your list. It is the PGA tour going all in potentially we'll get to that on golf betting. So here's, what's going to happen for the waste management. Uh, there is going to be a second stream that is going to be called NBC sports edge Betcast. That's a new show that will quote, aim to speak directly to gamblers with live betting coverage and commentary during PGA tour tournaments. So I actually guess it's not just the waste management, which is kind of what I thought it's actually going to be starting at the waste management and be every week. Is that right? I thought I didn't know it was going every week. I didn't know that it was starting at the, at the waste management. Again, this is on Peacock premium. So something I won't be able to watch in Canada, which is unfortunate. Um, I have Peacock premium for the office. I pay $9 and 99 cents a month to watch the office while I fall asleep. Is that a good investment? We still have the office up here in Netflix. So we get lucky there. Sure. I don't know if it doesn't Peacock. They they charge like based on how much office you want to watch. It's like the free version you get seasons one and two. And then if you want to pay really? for the, the $5, you get all of them. And they like, it, they pretty much base their entire pricing plan on how much office you watch. But I mean, when um, they get when they paid a hundred million dollars to get that back from Netflix, I guess yeah, they should probably focus their entire pricing model around Dunder Mifflin. You see those commercials about like we got the office. This the office is like what 15, 10, 15 years old now. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're advertising like it's a new show, but uh, a good show for sure. Um, but I don't know if yeah, I wish I wish there was a way I could watch this so I could like give. Mm-hmm an honest assessment of what it's going to be like. Um, I'm definitely, I'm probably taking a wait and see approach. What like, what do you think? What do you think it's going to be? They say it's geared towards betters, but like what's their definition of, 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 of what a better is. Here's the problem. As much as I want to be optimistic about this, there has been little evidence of reasons for us to be optimistic about this. I am in, I love the idea that NBC is saying, okay, 
We are going to dedicate a stream. We are going to dedicate resources to cater to gamblers, fantasy players, whatever that might be. That's definitely a step in the right direction. Uh, historically, these things don't end well. Like literally this morning, Eric, uh, Trey Wingo, who I love and who is uh, hosting PGA Tour Live this morning, they you know they pull up the the three you know the three ball. And Ricky Fowler's got the longest odds. He's plus 255 and whatever, whoever else he's playing with, Mickelson and somebody Xander, else, I think, yeah. Xander. And Trey Wingo announces to the world that Ricky Fowler's the favorite in this three ball. And they talk for two or three minutes about how that's kind of interesting. And it's like, no, that's not true at all. He's like got the worst odds in this three ball. And it, it's just like, I, I know that PGA Tour Live is not catered towards better. So here, what they have to do, they... You can't just lean into it. It has to be all in. If you are seeking out this stream, it's because you want the odds, you want data, you want uh, guys who are trying to make the cut in fantasy purposes. Like, however, this is going to go. This is not the regular broadcast where you need to educate and you need to just like dip your toe into the water. I think you have to just be all in on this. Oh, I've got a fire alarm coming. How about that for a, a curveball? <laughs> Can you? How do you know that? I can't hear that. Can you hear it? you might need i don't know what the, are the you, protocol are you, is. In, are you in danger fire alarm no it's fire alarm testing i probably should have known this how long does this go on for this i can mute content. my mic no this is brutal it's gonna it's gonna be very loud this is we get this like once a month maybe um like two three in the morning someone's like frying like or grease fires or something it's it gets out of hand okay. the perks of living in a condo all what right you wanna, we might be all right Okay. Well, if, um, it, if it goes off, we'll wake some people up. This is, uh, well, you guys are so safe up there. I love it. Uh, fire alarm testing. Yeah. This is, yeah. Can't wait to get out of this condo. Um, <laughs> back to the, the, the NBC stream. Yeah. Like you said, I, if you're going to do it, everything has to be, you have to be accurate. You can't give misinformation. You can't get lines wrong. You can't tell the, you know, you can't break down odds and misinform the viewers. Like I just, that's the stuff that bothers me the most because yeah. it is such a slippery slope to, to start providing misinformation to people who might be new to it, who might think it's easier than it is or whatever the, whatever the case may be. Um, you just have to get it right. Here we go. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would not, that, that's is this too loud. Sounds, I don't know. I don't think so. It actually sounds like, um, a like chime. a reset bell. Yeah, <laughs> like I, that would not that would not to me indicate that I should be running out of of the building. That sounds kind of I don't know. I've had nice. this I've had this wake me up a few like uh early Friday Saturday mornings when I'm hungover and it is the worst by far. I wish I could just like play like anytime somebody has a bad take just hit this alarm and let, you know, let the fire alarm go off and and tell you what a bad take it is, but it's pretty I'm going to hit the mute bite, button on my mic. Okay. I'll just talk. You let me know when it's done. We're good? Okay. Uh, so so here's the thing with this. And they have George Savarikas doing it, who I really like George Savarikas. And quite honestly, if even if this morning, the Trey Wingo example from this morning, like even if the other guy just would have been like, oh no, like, oh, that's 250. Like no one corrects anybody because I don't think anybody's afraid. I think they're afraid to step on each other's feet or they don't know. Like I think Trey Wingo, I'm, I would be shocked if he, just didn't know that. Like, I don't know if he made a mistake or whatever, but this has to be, and I don't know if it's going to be all week long or only on Saturday and Sunday, but like 
the Friday cut would be awesome. Like if they were like, okay, here, and you don't even, here's another problem. They don't even need to say, here are the most popular players on DraftKings because they want a deal with DraftKings to be able to say that, or they want a deal with FanDuel to be able to say that. So if they just say, here are the most popular golfers in fantasy formats this week, and then they say, they are here are the ones that are struggling to make the cut, that makes for a, a more appealing show. But I know, I just, I don't think they're going to do that, which... I don't think they will either. I think, and they're with points bed, right? So they'll have all that information with like most wagered on most money. So if they lean into that stuff, which is like relevant, again, relevant to viewers, relevant to the general population, I think they could make it really good. But again, I don't think it's going to be exactly what we think. And what they'll have to do or what they should do is, and again, I don't know what days this is happening. So maybe I should look this up. So if it is all week or whatever, but even like if you're on Sunday and there's a guy who has a three shot lead and that is when the normal telecast would absolutely just be like, okay, we're only showing this guy moving forward. I still want to see uh, someone who's one shot off a of top tens, someone who's one shot off a of top twenties. We, we, I want to have graphics that are results of, uh, the matchups for that week, right? Because the, the or for that day, those matchups are going to probably be the guys who are playing together, right? So, okay, as these guys finish up on 18, throw up a graphic of who, uh, what the odds were before the before the of uh, the round and who won it. Like, this is not that hard if you think about it. I do you think they'll have a separate stream for like the you know, like Sky Sports use the NBC stream? I, I feel like it's just going to be the same stream we see or like the same footage we see for oh. the NBC and they're just going to have different people talking about it. If that's the case, it's it's going to be terrible, right? It's going to be, you're going to see the same players. You're not going to, it's not like you'll be able to go oh, watch shit. a different I need group. to think about that. Yeah. I Unless they have a full that. different control booth flipping the, flipping the shots. I don't think they, NBC is uh, shrinking their team. I don't think they've expanded to having two production trucks. Oh, I hate that you're well, probably just, right. I on just this. burst your bubble, eh? Yeah, well, I mean that's going to be terrible because because uh, and also in the defense of the regular telecast, it's not really their job to update us on who's going to finish. You know, who's one shot off a of top ten, one shot off a of top twenty guys that like that. That's not really their job. So no. trying to repurpose that telecast somehow as a wagering telecast is sounds like a disaster. A disaster. Also, what I what I don't want them to do and this is exactly what i imagine is going to happen for the waste management and maybe if there's other weeks they're going to they're going to post up on 16 and they are going to do like odds that they hit the green odds that they make par odds that they make birdie and you're going to watch one hole over and over and over again uh, that's where the booth is and i think that's they're going to focus on they're not going to focus on the stuff like we typically look for they'll look at like who's going to win this hole type yes. things like not the not the bets that are like the the wagers or what people are researching going into the event. They're going to look at like, oh, Kevin Nas minus, you know, even money to make a birdie or whatever. And like, they'll just focus on that, which is just not what people want. So I understand that, right? Because if you're points bet and you are sponsoring this and you are, you have a huge hand in this, you yes. want to be able to say, okay, you're watching bet with us now, go yeah. place a wager on what Ricky Fowler is going to do on 16. So I understand that, but in game, in game, hole by hole betting is like that's down the rabbit hole for gamblers, right? Like, like there are okay, you bet your outrights, that's fine. You're in a pool, whatever. Okay, then you start betting top fives, top tens, matchups. What like betting lot? That is so deep in the rabbit hole that 
I understand why they would do it, but that seems like a really bad use of, of your focus. And I think that's where like, that's where I go into the slippery slope. Like you're, you might be introducing people to, you know, golf betting in, in the completely wrong way. Like this, that's just like, you're going to end up losing if you keep doing that. I think personally, it's impossible to bet whole by whole stuff and, and have any kind of fun or return. I just, that sounds like a nightmare to me. That's something I would never do, but I think that's what they're going to lean into. And it just, I mean, it's not, it's, it's not going to be what we want, but at least, at least it's a step in a direction. I don't know if it's the right direction. Um, I just think, you know what? My, my biggest fear is it's not good and they never go back to it. Right. I think like right. if, if this doesn't gain traction and they just say scrap, they scrap it all together and they never kind of revisit this model where something I do believe could work. I just, I think, I hope it's not just like kind of a one and done scenario where they, they try it and say, yeah, this didn't work. We're never going to do this again. So it's Steve Burkowski and George Savarikas, who I don't know much about Steve Burkowski. I like George Savarikas. I don't know what his, um, you know, betting or wagering acumen in and the acumen is. And then they're going to have Teddy Greenstein. He's from Points Bet. Did you watch at all the Darren Rovell live sweat of his Northwestern bet from a couple of weeks ago? No. All right. So here's here's what happened. So uh, Darren Rovell noted Twitter. Uh, personality. I don't know. Seems to have a lot of love, hate, uh, people. I don't out know there. what his deal is. Uh, but anyway, uh, has, you know, bets on Northwestern to win the big 10, uh, essentially every single year. He got to the point where he had like, I don't know, 800 bucks on it. And he got some of it at like 300 to one. And they end up playing Ohio state for the big 10 title. And what they did, Eric was Teddy and Darren were on a live stream watching this game together. And as the scores were coming in and as the game was changing, points bet was offering different buyout options for Darren Rovell's ticket, which okay. was, I got to admit, pretty entertaining. It was like deal or no deal. Pretty entertaining. It was pretty good. Uh, and, and Teddy was, Teddy was okay. Teddy was good in that role. So I, I think this relies a lot on the feed the the direction of the show and then also who they have so we're going to learn a lot about steve burkowski we're going to learn a lot about george savary because we're going to learn a lot about teddy during this process and and i hope they picked the right people i did see that teddy greenstein he was on golf today or one of those golf channel shows giving out like picks for the week pretty much what everyone has been doing recently and he did seem to know what he was talking about but if he is the only you know sports get better on the broadcast that's a lot of it seems like a lot of pressure i would i'd rather maybe maybe savarikas has like a deep knowledge of it that we're just not aware of but it seems like two kind of broad broadcast professionals and guys who are going to control the show with one guy who's going to be kind of pitching in information where i i'd prefer a few more um maybe people who have some skin in the game involved and just kind of a different point of view rather than you know those those uh cookie cutter type broadcaster people who are just like really good at, at presenting golf, but maybe don't have like the deep knowledge that maybe some of uh, people were, we know in, in the space uh, that, that maybe those people like those could provide like you or a uh, Pat Mayo or someone. If, if they wanted to do this, like really, really good, but kind of for the bare minimum, they could almost get away with two hours on Friday afternoon and two hours on Sunday afternoon. Right. And, and, and just have cameras and the ability to go to, uh, what would essentially be like 17, 18, eight and nine on right. Friday and 
like 15, 16, 17, 18 on Sunday, which you're already going to have cameras there because that's the main telecast and no problem with that. And you could provide a really good focused Friday cut sweat and then resolution of all of the week's wagers on Sunday. Yeah, no, that's that's probably the way it makes the most sense. And, and you don't have to have like, in reality, what is a, you know, what's a, what's a couple holes early or midday Saturday really mean in the grand scheme of the event? Like there's just, there's not a lot of outcomes being, you know, solidified at that stage of the tournament. So what, what can those people on that broadcast on a sports betting broadcast provide at that point in the day? And just Mm -hmm. like you said, it's, it would probably be better off. Yeah. In segmented windows where like, actual events are occurring like the cut and the finish and i think i mean pat mayo's been doing the cut sweat for a while i think um it's it's something that people track extremely heavily um, especially from but again it's weird that like at the pga tour is so involved with it seems like every sports betting company they got something with DraftKings. they got something with FanDuel. they're going to be posting live videos or live highlights on FanDuel's app they got they're in bed with points bet now so it's like how do you cater to all these people like points bet wants their product highlighted so they're going to ignore the fantasy aspect of it yeah right that's why they should just uh create a feed and let content and let content creators access the feed or the live data or whatever and, and go from there have i ever pitched you my uh on-site audio streaming idea have we ever talked about this no. What is this? <laughs> okay. This is an idea where we crowdsource uh, probably 40 people in every city that we go to, that, that the tour goes to, uh, to essentially walk around with, with AirPods or whatever in on essentially a Zoom call that uh, they follow the groups and call the action as it's happening. So Thursday morning at 710, I'm out there with Zoom. And then when I finish with that group, I do one more group for the day and then my day's done. Wow. That is, uh, you think that would have a lot of traction? Someone would want to hear a play-by-play of a random, some, just some Joe Schmo in the middle of uh, Milwaukee or uh, Minnesota <laughs> breaking down the Michael Thompson group. I don't know. If- <laughs> That's the problem. You need the right people to be able to do this, right? But yeah. but I mean, I mean, don't people on on PGA Tour Live, so I'm watching, uh, I don't know, 12 guys that they're following right now. Would you, would you rather listen to a Zoom, have a Zoom call open of someone out there like, oh, Patrick Reed, okay, that ball just bounced. It's in between the cart path and the bunker on 13. Uh, that's his that's his tee shot. Like, would you rather just get those updates or click through the shot tracker? Um, none of the above. Can I just watch with no broadcasters? No voices? Can I flick um, the screens for myself? I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, that just goes into, I think you only need uh, God, I mean, this is, we've talked about that. Like just uh, a stationary camera at the tee box of every hole, a stationary camera at the green of every single hole point one down the fairway, the other down the fairway and, and let, let me, me choose, switch and let me yeah. choose what camera I want to look at. Yeah. I think yeah. that's more than enough. I think and, that's what, that's what I do. I do that now just clicking through people's shot trackers. So what's the difference between, between me clicking through videos or and just mute it? it. Just mute it yeah. because you know the tour, is, the tour is terrified of Tiger going up there and saying something that gets caught on a hot mic and everyone who just happens to be watching that camera and that feed at that time hears it. So yeah. just mute them. Just mute them. Yeah. No, that's that's the that's what I want to see one day. But, and, I mean, 
who knows? It's probably never going to get there. But again, this all comes back to the PGA Tour taking the step in a right direction. But um, you're going to have to give some some candid uh, review, some some honest reviews of the Peacock Premium Stream for us Canadians who don't have a chance to see it. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I generally am opt- optimistic in these situations, but I've just it just nothing has it just it's always seems to be a a letdown. But you know, I guess you need failures before. Uh, you find some successes. So we'll we'll see. I'll be happy to give a candid review. Maybe I'll set up a a, a stream for you so you can watch. I'll just open up a stream yard. Wow. And, and just let, let it run. These, the Peacock people are going to be coming <laughs> sorry, after sorry. you. <laughs> sorry, I didn't say that. I would never do something like that. Well, the uh, PJ Tour is also going to be adding live odds to their uh, their app, like their leaderboard. Did you see oh, that? I haven't seen it today. I haven't seen it this morning, but it's, that's with FanDuel, right? Is it with? I don't know exactly who it was with. I haven't seen. I haven't seen it on the app now. But um, again, another concern there is their app doesn't even work to begin with. So to add more features to it seems um, a bit ambitious. It'll be really great to have live odds when you don't know who's in the lead because the app doesn't have any scores anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's like so crazy. It's so crazy. It's weird that people go to other like people will go to like Bet Three Six Five's leaderboard as opposed to the PGA Tour's leaderboard. I think that's a very that's so backwards. I I I don't I I I don't know. I can't. I, I mean, when are we? Okay, uh, who who puts we're in just scores? getting angry? We're getting very angry. Do, do volunteers put in scores? Like, okay, I know they do like the shot. Like, I know they do a lot of other stuff with the ropes and stuff. Yeah, but they like, do the they do the scores. Why we really can't employ forty people? What, no, eighteen people like one one person a whole can't put the scores in, and and they travel around. They already take one hundred and fifty people with them anyway. Why can't they take one hundred and sixty eight people with them? <laughs> that's that a good question. I think that's why you see so many errors is because like the shot, the people putting in the scores don't really see. Maybe I'm completely don't understand what's going on on those sites, but I would assume those people put the scores in up at, around the greens, but maybe they don't know what happened down the fairways. So that's why you'll see like. Yeah. Uh, the shot, the shot will go way left, and then he's got a ball in the middle of the fairway. But then he's on the green and three zero inches to the hole. You know that zero one. That's the hole. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so he hold out for the fairway. Great. And then all of a sudden, yards, but he's on the green now, and it's like all yeah. of a sudden he's tapping in for a double, and you just no idea. You have to piece the puzzle backwards. It's just I think that's they just see what they see at the green and and kind of almost assume, and then all the systems talk to each other to figure out what yeah. that player had. Yeah, here, here's here's a perfect example. Uh, this morning, <laughs> Zero Billy Horschel, to the hole. Billy Horschel, two eighty eight to left rough. That was his first shot. There is no second shot. Third shot is zero yards to green, forty eight feet to the hole. It's just like I, I don't know. I don't know what he did on just that second. Dropped shot. it on the green. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's talk about something that is not going to get my blood pressure up. Um, let's see what's going on this week. So I'm checking out your. Uh, your quick nine here. You've already planted a flag on Matthew Wolf, who has me uh, a bit worried, my friend. Uh, but he, I don't think he's teed off at the point that we're chatting. But what, what about Wolfie this week does it for you? I just had this feeling. Everyone was on him last week. And I thought about because I, you know, I, I, have, I'm a, I have the ins on the PGA Tour. I talked to him last year at Tory. Not a big deal. Had a little interview with him. And he just he just seemed to love his he at that point. He loved how Tory Pine set up for him. Just kind of he can use his strength hit his driver um just fits his eye california uh maybe uh, maybe i'm trying to make him too much of like what rom did in 2017 where you know that was his breakout type win 
for Rom, it was his first win. But if Wolf won this, that would definitely be his biggest, bigger than the uh, the 3M Open. So I just, he seems like, it just seems like a really good spot for him to break out. Everyone's worried about his around the green game, which I I completely understand. But if Wolf has to rely on his around the green game, he's not going to win anyways. If True. The point is he's hitting greens, making putts. Um, if he's scrambling, he's not going to win anywhere he plays, I don't think. Um, so that's kind of the angle I went at it with. Like, if he hits yeah, 12 of 18 greens, then it wasn't meant to be. He's not going to win. But if he hits 16, then I think I like his chances a lot more. So um, I don't know. It just seems like a spot where Wolf Wolf can get do some damage. Um, he did switch his putter going into round one, which I, I, I'm not a fan of. I don't like to see guys tinkering with putters, especially someone who's a good putter like Wolf is. So uh, that's unfortunate, but um, I don't know. I think Wolf does well this year, and why not start with a win at, at the Farmers? Uh, Rom also went back to the two ball. What is this shaft that everybody's using now? This like, like very thick. He has like Rom's was red. So yeah, that's like an, that's a that's a Callaway Odyssey thing. I think it's like really heavy. It's like a counterbalance shaft. Maybe I'm speaking out of my ass here, but I'm pretty sure it has to do with like uh, it's really light, but then it gets heavy at the head, and then maybe heavy in the grip. So it's like it feels differently. I could be completely off, but I think. Um, it was mullet. They've had it for a while. Like it used to be, it used to be like a gray or a black shaft. Um, Molinari uses it. Uh, Shoffley uses it, but now it's red. So it stands out. You'll see like, I think Leachman has it in and yeah. Rom changing putters is interesting because that was the, the last club that he had to make this switch. I guess when you make a, when you sign a new deal, the, the, the companies typically give you a little leeway with the putter and wedges, I believe is kind of what they, they don't really care as much about. So, um, Rom is finally feels comfortable enough to go with the two ball. So we'll see how that affects him, if anything. Um, yeah, they're not. He's on PGA Tour live, so we'll we'll hear him we'll hear him cursing at the at his putter or the greens or something if if things aren't going his way. Yeah, they don't let the entire deal get blown up because the guy's not ready to switch his putter or whatever. Um, yeah, love it. Okay, one other thing before I go. Richie Warinsky made a hole in one on number three on the South Course this morning. Uh, number three, the downhill par three, probably the most iconic hole at Torrey Pines. It is the one that if you just Google yeah. Torrey Pines wallpaper, that's the shot you get. Uh, what are the chances that thing's on camera? No chance, right? Um, I bet you it is. I you bet think? you it is. I, it's going to come out a lot later. It's That's what's frustrating about this whole, what we've talked about earlier is they you don't see anything and then they'll post at like, you know, three o'clock or whatever, my time, they'll post, they'll post highlights from the morning. It's like, well, you had this on footage. Why don't, why don't we just watch it while it's happening? So, um, I think we'll see it. Uh, we'll see. Maybe not. I I don't, I don't think they've turned the cameras on yet. I think it's too early on a, on a Thursday morning. And I, even though that's the hole that everybody wants to see, I bet you they didn't even have the cameras on yet. So we'll 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 have to revisit that because there was some talk about, uh, Tory or not, sorry hole-in-one odds this week and apparently there's hole-in-ones quite often at tory pines like someone tweeted like yeah. uh no hole-in-one seems like auto like guaranteed money and then someone came back is like this is the most yeah, most hole-in-ones <laughs> yeah they're they're constantly and there's and there's some pin there's some pin locations that uh funnel uh speaking of which so DraftKings is i guess partnered up with no laying up to release like some no laying up specials and one of them was jordan spieth's official world golf ranking at the end of the year which first of all Great we need bet. more of this yeah, we need, like i just love stuff. this right like give me the fun it was that it was um 
like individual players to like you get like Phil or Tiger to win and it was like win totals but that one stuck out to me the Jordan Spieth I think it was 81 and a half on official world golf ranking at the end of the year not that I'm one to lock up my money for the next 12 months but like I I need this stuff this is this is awesome he's like 86 now isn't he I thought he was in the 90s I thought he was 92 when I looked at the other day what a fall Um, 91 91 poor guy uh so 81 that's like almost like a climb yeah, yeah well, especially a... because the pga championship and the charles schwab challenge which are like his last two top tens essentially are going to fall off in six months so he's going to have to replace him with something and then continue to improve yeah and uh he's not going to be getting in like the wgc's unless he that's speed no speed the wgc's is kind of odd and that's usually where you you bank those world ranking points. He did get an yeah. invite into like the CJ cup or the Zozo, which I found, um, you know, that just, that's how it is when you're a name like that, you're going to get in regardless, but he, I don't know if he was deserving of that spot, but free world ranking points there that I'm not sure he even put to good use, but I would take, I would take the over, I guess. So higher than 80, 81, I think by the end of the year. So would I, I think it's almost uh, a lock. Like, I mean, I just, he's the way the official world golf rankings work. He's going to have to replace results in six months and then just to get back to like his current spot. And then he's going to have to play better than that. And there's no indication that that's going to happen. Right. And if he has like a bad few months, he could drop out of the top 100. He could, yeah, he oh, could plummet. He could be on the top 100 in two weeks. He'll be on the yeah, top, he, top he could be, This could be a free fall if he doesn't start banking some top 10s. Exactly. Exactly. So poor Spieth. I'm cheering he, for him. I want him back. Me too. Golf is way better when he's in contention. Um, what else, Epat? Anything? We good? I think I'm, yeah, I'm more or less good here. Uh, fun one though. I'm looking forward to the golf. I haven't, I haven't five. The West coast is a lot. It's a lot easier. I guess we had, we had the West coast last week, but, um, those Hawaii ones get a little late. So it's nice to wrap up around like 7 PM Eastern and then, you know, move on with your night. I always forget that. Um, see, cause I, I convinced myself we're on the West coast swing. So I always forget that Phoenix is next week. I know it's during the Super Bowl, but I always forget. It's like I always think it's American Express, Farmers, Pebble, Genesis, because I'm like I want. Yeah, to yeah, they they go California. to they they bolt over to Arizona quickly and then come back yeah. for two more in California. Right, so that always messes with me. So it's waste management next week. So we'll have that stream next week. And this is a great Bowl. stretch. No, oh, no, bad. no pro am at the Pebble Beach, so we get actual Pebble Beach coverage. Then Genesis, yeah, this yep. is good. And then you get uh, the newly named World Golf Championships at the concession. That's the new name. Oh, right. not the WGC Mexico. Right. They no should have kept in. Mexico for one more one more year, even though <laughs> just keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Then API. Then the players. Then the Honda. Then the match play. It's this is a great. This is it's phenomenal. Every week. This is this is really like this until the, the Masters is like one of my favorite stretches. Then you get into the some of the lesser events until the PGA rolls around. But yeah, this is this is a great stretch. Love it. Eric Patterson, you can find his work on The Score. You can find him on Twitter, at EPATGolf. You can read his quick nine, which I highly recommend that you do. EPAT, as always, thanks, my dude. Always a pleasure. Have a good week. All right, this is 300 Yards to Unknown. Follow me, at Rick Run Good. Catch you next time. Later.